So we've come to that part of the programme where we have a look at the Bible. And today is a special day. It is Palm Sunday. So we're having some thoughts around the passages that talk about Palm Sunday. And we're reading from the book of John, chapter 12, verse 12. And it says this. The next day, when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey, sat on it, just as it is written. So Pamela, what are your thoughts on those verses? Can you imagine the scene? The people are gathered and they're cheering, they're chanting, they're exuberant. If you're struggling to imagine, do you remember the celebrations that took place after the London 2012 Games? for the Olympians and Paralympian athletes? How many people came out of their homes, businesses to run alongside or to clap on the street or to cheer from the windows as the athletes bus passed by? You might be asking, why are these people cheering for Jesus? The prophet Zechariah foretold the coming of the king. He said, rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you righteously and victoriously lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fold of a donkey. The crowds were aware of these words from the prophet. They were aware of the healing and the signs that Jesus performed. He healed, drove out demons, fed over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. They saw Jesus coming as a king. Why was it important to them? Israel was not the great state that it was in the time of David and Solomon. They were occupied by the Roman Empire. The great city that once stood had fallen and now was subject to the rules and laws of Rome. The crowd was cheering Jesus as they saw him as a way out of occupation, a way to restore Israel to its greatness, to end the rule of the Romans. With this view, they missed the point of why Jesus had come. Even Peter, one of the closest disciples to Jesus, missed the point. Peter actually recognized that and acknowledged that Jesus is the Messiah. This was a profoundly insightful moment. But shortly after, Jesus had to rebuke him as he wanted to prevent Jesus from going to the cross. Peter saw the Messiah, but did not see how important his ministry was for the world. Jesus' ministry was not about the restoration of Israel. It was the salvation of the world. It was a reconciliation of people to God. Like the Israelites, we can have our own view of God. We can have our own expectation of God or the life we will have by following Jesus. We may want a trouble-free, pain-free, sorrow-free life. However, this is not the promise that's given to us. In this world, you will have trouble. These are the words of Jesus. There's no promise that life will be smooth sailing. We have trials, tribulations, and trouble. However, I love the second part of the verse. Jesus said, But take heart, I have overcome the world. He has done it. When we face trials, when we face problems or sorrow, God is with us. There are many more verses where God has promised to be there for us, and God does not change. Today, as we reflect on Jesus' triumphant entry, let us praise him for the right reason. Instead of praising for what we think he can do, let's praise him for overcoming death. Let's praise him for reconciling us. Let's praise them for our salvation.